Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 730 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keen. Allergan in the news this morning. Of course, their uh, failed union with Pfizer left them uh, looking for ways to try to boost share prices. They're going to do that by buying back up to $10 billion in shares, 4 to $5 billion in open market researches, uh, repurchases over four to six months, they say. And then they will see how it's going. Uh, Credit Suisse CEO Tijan Tham telling us today he's confident in delivering planned cost cuts this year, which is important because they uh, had a second quarterly loss in the first quarter, this time 302 million Swiss francs, which translates to $311 million. They made a profit of a billion francs a year earlier. Volkswagen apparently closing in on a fix for those diesel-powered vehicles in the U.S. A fix, a software upgrade might reduce the risk of an expensive buyback, according to people familiar with the matter. You might also get a new catalytic converter. Today's big earnings report, Disney, Analysts watching ESPN and theme park revenues, but much of their attention will be on what, if anything, the company says about succession after that uh, Thomas Staggs uh, resignation forced out as COO. That is after the bell today. Now let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Thank you very much, Mike. It is primary day for Democrats and Republicans in West Virginia and in Nebraska. It will hold Republican primaries there. Meanwhile, the new poll shows a tight race between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump in three battleground states. According to a Quinnipiac poll taken in Florida and Pennsylvania, Clinton has 43 percent, Trump has 42 percent. In Ohio, Trump leads Clinton 43 percent to 39 percent. The Port Authority in New York and New Jersey is threatening to kick the TSA out of LaGuardia, JFK, and Newark Liberty Airports. The Port Authority is demanding that passengers get through security faster or they will bring in a private security company to do the job. Former FBI agent, now security expert, Manny Gomez. Privatizing it would make it more efficient and effective and infinitely less costly to the taxpayer. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. Now, Mike Labar. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Land Rover Parsippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with John Stasha. Thanks, Mike. The Golden State Warriors have now played 91 games this season. They still have not lost two in a row. Their 80th win overall, 132 to 125, overtime in Portland, and they come home up three games to one. The story was Steph Curry, who they said was doubtful with the knee injury that forced him out of the first three games, but he did play, and he scored 40 points, 17 in overtime, which has never been done before regular or postseason. Speaking of overtime, Miami needed it to beat Toronto 94-87 to tie that series at two. Three of the four games have gone OT. Overtime again in Nashville. They played three OTs the previous game there. Again, the Predators won 4-3 over San Jose, so they'll play game seven tomorrow. So will Dallas and St. Louis after the Stars won game six, three to two. Good start to the Mets four-game series in L.A. Curtis Granderson let off the game with a home run. Mets beat the Dodgers four to two. Steven Matz now five and won the bullpen with three hitless innings of relief. Yankees had five solo home runs all off the Royals. Chris Young all in the first three innings. They beat Kansas City six to three. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stanchel. 
All right. Thank you, John. Right now we're uh, looking at uh, stocks. They, they lost a little altitude. They're gaining it back now. Uh, S&P futures were down to a four-point gain. Now they're up to a six-point gain as we get ready for trading day. We'll talk about that in a moment with Jim Swanson. This is Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. And this, of course, is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keen, on a day where we're seeing a global rally, not just S&P futures, but uh, the stock 600 in Europe is up by two points, uh, seven-tenths of a percent. So we're seeing some uh, some gains around the world. The Shanghai Composite, even in Shanghai, uh, the Chinese stock market finished higher, not much, but uh, up a little bit. Uh, the dollar is stronger today, 94.271 for your DXY. The yen is weaker. The uh, euro is weaker as well. Time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report, brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, investing more than $110 million a year in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. Edu. Here's Bob Moon. Good morning, Michael. Here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Potentially $9.3 billion is on the line as Oracle and Google make their cases to a jury on who owns parts of the Android system. In a legal fight that could profoundly change how software is protected and licensed, they were left at a stalemate four years ago with Google's Android trophy untarnished. The central question of the trial now underway in San Francisco federal court is the same as in the last one. Did Google cheat by using part of Oracle's Java programming language to develop Android without a license? If Oracle wins, Google will have to pay fees for the operating system used in 80 percent of the world's mobile devices. Yahoo may owe more than $160 million in damages if a class action lawsuit over text messages reaches a final decision. The suit claims Yahoo's messenger service improperly sent welcome messages to more than 300,000 Sprint users in March of 2013. The law allows damages of as much as $500 per message. Yahoo's likely to settle the case for less if it can't undo a ruling that the case may proceed as a class action. The company could face suits for texts to other carriers if this litigation succeeds. And a report billed as the first comprehensive look at the world's plants finds a planet slowly being ravaged by changing land use, mostly conversion to forests, to agriculture, and to feed a growing population, and climate change. The state of the world's plants is designed to provide a baseline for annual reports that will measure how many plant species are being discovered and how many are being lost forever. That's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael. Thank you, Robert. James Swanson had an interesting college uh, experience, uh, earning an MBA with uh, classmates George W. Bush and Jim Koch, the founder of Sam Adams Beer. That must have been an interesting group of people to hang out with, uh, uh, James. He's the chief investment strategist of MFS Investment Management. Uh, What did you guys talk about? Well, it was interesting also, uh, Mitt Romney as well. So uh, it was funny, from the very first day, we thought Mitt Romney was running for president. This is the age of 26. He shows up in a suit and wearing sweatshirts. But uh, Jim Cook uh, would always talk about being a corporate lawyer on Wall Street. And it's interesting to see how his career evolved with beer. And uh, it's actually been great fun. So. And, and that George W. Bush guy, nobody ever heard from him again, right? Yeah, you know, no one... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting the characters you run into school, but definitely. All right, let me ask you this: uh, after the jobs report, everybody 
is out there with their opinion on what the Fed's going to do. You think keeps them on hold. But how important is the Fed to somebody's investment strategy right now, whether they raise rates 25 basis points in June or not? Look, I don't think they matter at all, and I'm wondering about all this print and rhetoric about the Fed. When I'm looking at the U.S. consumer balance sheet, and they're basically deleveraging their amount of debt, still coming down during this whole cycle to their disposable income, and, you know, 25, 50 basis points, I don't think matters to them. They have been spending, not great, but not poorly, during this whole six and three-quarter year cycle at, a, you know, a nominal rate of four, four and a half percent without the use of debt. I think that means it's a sustainable cycle and a 25, 50 basis point increase doesn't change any of the real economic landscape here. Well, what did seem to change the stock market landscape is when the Fed stopped adding to its balance sheet. We were doing a chart on Bloomberg Surveillance TV this morning. The minute they stopped, the S&P flattened out. Can the markets trade higher without the Fed? I think they can because I hear what you're saying and I've seen those charts, but the omitted variable here during this cycle might be earnings. And over the arc of long history, it is prices on the S&P do line up with earnings and free cash flow. And I agree there are a lot of players out there who are looking at liquidity, what the Fed's going to do quarter to quarter, month to month. But year to year, it's going to be a story of earnings and free cash flow from these companies. And that's what I'm disappointed about in this quarter's earnings and why I've said let's stand back because all the ingredients I thought were working for us, low cost of capital, capital light, uh, unit labor costs, all these things have been working for us for six and a half years, have kind of petered out. So I personally don't think, and, and not reliant on the Fed one way or the other, I'm reliant on the ability of these companies to generate earnings, which you have to remember are up higher than the market going back to uh, March of '09. Yeah, but we've had this earnings recession for the last four quarters. Is that coming to an end, or does it get worse? Yeah, well, that's where I come in here. I was thinking this was an earnings recession, and typically, you know, we've had, we've had a few of these in history, two or three. They last two quarters, maybe three. Now it's four quarters, and now it's spread to other sectors. And this is where I have said, and I, I write this blog, and I said, let's step back. The market usually doesn't go anywhere in the summer. It usually does not go anywhere before in the summer prior to a president election. Yeah. And now we're getting this sort of uh, creepy news that margins are deteriorating and everywhere except well, consumer discretionary telecom. Let's talk about that more uh, when we come back. And uh, Tom Keene's going to definitely want to talk about free cash flow with you. He loves free cash flow. Uh, Jim Swanson, Chief Investment Strategist of MFS Investment Management here on Bloomberg Surveillance. Stocks are higher, at least futures are, heading into trading today. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash in rented real estate. Find them at nria.net.